Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered in this life. We should be as he was and learn from our sufferings as well. Let us throw our cares on God because he cares for us. Let us throw ourselves on his mercy and grace and walk in his love. Tribulations? We are amid tribulation, trial, trouble, monumental challenges for our life here on earth. What does the Bible say about these things? Hebrews 5 verse 8 says, Though he, Jesus, was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus came as fully human, fully God. He experienced all the things we do. He developed in his mother's womb like we did, went through birth, infancy, childhood, siblings, friends, neighbors, whispering about his illegitimate birth, his dad dying, rejection, discomfort, hunger, and thirst. All this before he even began his ministry. Learning obedience by these things, Jesus carried this learning to the Garden of Gethsemane. His flesh was in agony. He did not desire the punishment of the cross, but obedience led him to pay the ultimate price because he realized there was no alternative for bringing God's beloved children back into a relationship with him. Let's peek back at 1 Peter 1 from my previous post. 1 Peter 1 verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What do we greatly rejoice in? Our heavenly inheritance. 1 Peter verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5. You who are kept by the power of God, through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I encourage you to take hold of God's promises and thank him for being with us through all of this. We're praying for Father God's justice to come to this nation and revival and renewal to follow. The Lord's Prayer is the best basic prayer we can use, especially the first part, Matthew 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I leave you with the book I'm reading this week. It's another one Rick Renner's ministry sent me after I was on the launch team for his book, Last Day's Survival Guide. This book is only 85 pages long, so it's a manageable read. Very good advice for testing all the spiritual things coming down the pipes. The first chapter begins with Revelation 2, verses 2 through 3, expounding on how the Ephesian church 
was good at testing the apostles, overcoming into their churches, and did not tolerate false teachings. Rick gives us guidelines based on the word to test what's coming. These are the tests he outlines and fully develops in the rest of the book. Here are the questions listed on page 25. How was it received? What is the word's content? What is its long-term fruit? Whom does it glorify? Rick goes on into detail with scriptures, their hermeneutics and examples from his experiences, how we should test dreams, teachings, visions, revelations, and spiritual manifestations. He reminds us there are evil spiritual counterfeits of all of these things that God does. Since the veil between heaven and earth is becoming thinner, we will see more of the spirit world, both good and evil. I'm glad this book came into my hands at this point in my spiritual journey. Our times and lives are in God's hands, and we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week and keep away from all the negative, confusing, frustrating news flying around us. Shalom, dear readers. I will see you next time.